Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm very excited to be coming at you today on a Sunday morning, sitting at my desk, wrapped up in a blanket when it's 80-something degrees outside. Yep, that's just how I work these days. That's how I function. Literally every day I am freezing, even when it's like 100 degrees outside here in Texas, I don't know what's wrong with me. I did take my temperature the other day and it was pretty low. Like if it had been maybe one degree lower, apparently I could have had hypothermia. So just saying, I could have some issues, but I wanted you guys to know that. I don't know why, but I think just because this is a genuine girl and we keep it real on this podcast, I am telling you about my risk of hypothermia, and this has nothing to do with the episode, but this is what you can expect when you listen to my podcast. So here we are. I have no idea how to transition into this week's topic now, but I guess I'll just say that despite my shivering on the outside, I have a fire burning within my soul to tell you about self-care today. Okay, that was lame, but we're gonna move on. So Okay, if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you know that I love self-care. I've talked about it a lot. I could honestly talk about it every week, and I don't think it would get old because it's just so relevant all the time. I think especially for people around my age who are listening, college students, young adults, life is life is tough sometimes, growing up, trying to find your way. And self-care is a must to, you know, keep it together. But lately, I've been realizing that when I talk about self-care, you know, I usually talk about it just pretty broadly because I know self-care means something different to everyone. And I don't want to, you know, act like there's only one right way to practice self-care because there's definitely not. But I have been realizing lately that while there might not be one right way to practice self-care, I think there are definitely healthy ways to practice self-care. And I don't think a lot of people really consider this when they think of the word self-care, because self-care on its own kind of has that connotation of being something healthy for you. I mean, everyone always says, you should take me time. You need time to recharge. You need self-care in your life. It'll make you you know, more mentally focused, it'll help you physically, it's, it'll help you get sleep, it'll make your relationships better, all of these things. It definitely has a ton of benefits, undoubtedly. But from my personal experience, I think sometimes if we don't align our self-care methods with what we really are needing in a given moment, we can end up feeling 
kind of worse about ourselves after our self-care session is over. For example, I know a lot of people who do this, I've done this before, but sometimes when you have a long list of responsibilities and you're just tired and you don't want to have to think about tackling anything on your to-do list, it can be easy to just say, okay, I've got to take a break, self-care, right? I need to just not look at this list for a while and watch an episode of my favorite Netflix show or take a two-hour nap or, you know, scroll through TikTok, whatever. Something mindless like that. I am all about some good mindless content, but I feel like when I use that to distract me from everything I need to work on, Once I'm done watching that Netflix show or taking that nap, not that I really take naps, but you get the example, I actually feel more overwhelmed by my to-do list. I feel less in control. I feel like I just wasted two hours of my life doing nothing. Even though technically it was self-care, it doesn't always make me feel good. On the other end, I, a lot of times, this second scenario is more common, I always, I make this pressure up in my own head that I always have to be busy, I always have to be doing something, I always have to be productive, and if I'm not working on a task or completing something off of my to-do list, then I am being lazy. I'm not working hard. I'm not going to get anywhere in life. And that is so unrealistic as I'm saying this. I'm just like, Meredith, why do you think like this? But here we are. Maybe the hypothermia has something to do with it. Who knows? Anyway, I a lot of times will just not give myself self-care at night if I feel like I haven't been productive during the day. I've talked before about how a lot of times nighttime is like my time for myself. And some nights I just have been like, Meredith, no, you didn't get enough done today, so you need to just go to bed or you need to keep working. I almost punish myself, which is awful. I promise it's not as bad as it might sound, but I just kind of don't even let myself take time for myself if I feel like I haven't been productive enough. And that, I think, can be equally bad on my mental state as the first option of maybe taking a little too much time for self-care. Because I never feel better when I wake up in the morning after a night of just working and not doing anything for myself. Like, yeah, I got sleep, but... I don't know, I guess that's self-care, but I didn't really have a choice. I was so exhausted, I just fell asleep, woke up, and I'm back to work. I feel like I never really got a break. So I think, you know, I've been on both ends of the self-care spectrum, giving myself too much, giving myself not enough, and I think, you know, figuring out when to give yourself self-care is really one huge issue with practicing self-care. And the other issue, as I kind of alluded to in my first example, was figuring out the type of self-care that works for you in a given moment. And I think that changes a lot of times too. I'm not saying that watching Netflix or taking a nap or watching TikToks, 
I'm not saying that's a bad form of self-care because I think everyone needs that form of self-care at some point. It's just something to decompress, to de-stress, to relax, where your brain doesn't have to be on and working. I think that's super important. But I also think that sometimes there are some more productive forms of self-care that we could engage in. It doesn't all have to be watching Netflix and sleeping. It can be other more productive things as well that can still be fun, can still be forms of self-care, but can maybe leave us feeling more motivated and inspired and ready to tackle the items on our to-do list rather than just wanting to crawl in a hole and never come out because everything seems so overwhelming. So those two areas of self-care, the scheduling piece and the type of self-care, are the major areas I'm going to focus this week's episode on with regards to healthy self-care because I just think those two things really are what make up a healthy self-care lifestyle. So starting with the scheduling piece, I want to just start by talking about when I personally think you should take time for yourself, which sounds weird because I know that we're all totally different people and we all have very different lifestyles. So me telling you when the right time to take time for yourself is, that just doesn't really make sense. I don't even know if that sentence made sense. Am I using correct grammar? Probably not. But I'm here to tell you right now, before I say anything else about scheduling your self-care, that yeah, honestly, I can I can tell you what I think, but at the end of the day, it's really up to you to find the time in your own schedule for self-care. It's not something I can do for you, and that's okay. I, I know that I can't help you with everything, but I do want to kind of put the idea out there that there are two ways I've found to be really helpful in, I guess, scheduling my self-care. And the first is something I've talked about many times, which is setting aside specific time every day for yourself. For me, I really allow myself a lot of time for self-care at night uh, before I go to bed because I am kind of a grandma. I don't go to bed super late most nights. My brain just kind of shuts off at like 8 or 9 p.m. I really wish I had that night owl spirit and could be my most productive self at night, but honestly, I just cannot get much done as far as school and work goes in the nightly late hours. So instead, I've realized, you know what, instead of pushing myself to do stuff and keep working, I need to take my nights to just decompress and chill. So I allow myself, I really try to allow myself at least an hour every night to do something for myself. And yes, sometimes it's watching Netflix, sometimes it's reading a book, sometimes it's scrolling through TikTok, but no matter what it is, I need time just to do something mindless at the end of the night for myself. So that is what I'm talking about when I say Find a time in the day, every day, when you can give yourself a moment or 
really more than a moment, hopefully more like 30 minutes to an hour of self-care. That might be asking a lot, but anything is better than nothing. So whatever you can manage, I would say make it a priority in your day. Just plan it into your schedule like it is just as important as getting your work done because it really is. And I've always said that. I've realized that to be true more recently, uh, more than ever. So I would say for me, I really like having it at the same time every day, but I know that's not always realistic. And I've definitely had nights where I can't be practicing a lot of self-care before I go to bed. But I think for the most part, I try to have it at one certain part in my day that I can look forward to. But if you need to kind of spread it out at different times every day, that's cool too. Just as long as you make it a priority and schedule it in your planner, in your calendar, if you need to, whatever will help you commit. I think it's really important to just commit to a time because otherwise it's not going to happen intentionally and I feel like intentional self-care is the best and ultimately healthiest form of self-care because you're just really more in tune with what you're doing to take care of yourself and not just doing it for the sake of doing it. But okay here's the thing I think obviously scheduling time is great but don't be too rigid. I'm talking to myself here. I think besides the set time you have for yourself, you also need to give yourself some flexibility and specifically take breaks throughout your day for yourself. I'm not saying like two hour long breaks, but five, 10, 20 minute breaks here and there can really make a huge difference as well. And I've always been the kind of person who has struggled to take breaks because when I get into an assignment or something that I'm doing, I just feel like I have to see it through to the end. I can't stop, I have to finish it, I need to cross it off of my list, it'll look pretty that way and I can feel accomplished, but it can be hard to go for hours and hours just working and doing something so consuming without taking a break, without taking time for yourself. It's hard to keep up the productivity, to keep up the focus and motivation to get it done. And I think that's why I've realized any little breaks that I can take in the day for myself actually help a lot. And whether it's a five minute dance break to dance to one of my favorite songs, or a 30 minute break to go walk around campus, or just take a little drive around the neighborhoods. Like anything like that can totally clear my mind and make me come back to my work feeling more refreshed, rejuvenated, productive. And I think if breaks are just underrated, I have underrated them for my whole life. And I'm just now realizing the importance of taking breaks, the importance of giving yourself some time throughout your workday, too. I think a lot of times people think of, you know, work hours with doing work and, you know, 
class and school hours with going to class and studying and doing school, but we don't have to necessarily keep those totally separate from our own personal lives and our self-care. I think there is a way to kind of integrate them. And doing that, I think, makes it a lot easier to stay sane, honestly, during the work or school day. Because when I don't take breaks, I just find myself feeling like the day's going by so slowly, just waiting until it's acceptable for me to stop working and take care of myself. And that's not healthy. I mean, I think that's just a sign I need more self-care in my life. But yeah, that just kind of explains why I've realized, yes, set times are great, but also don't beat yourself up over conforming to that specific time all the time and making that the only time that you can do self-care. Because really, it shouldn't just be something on your schedule, it should be a lifestyle that you really try to implement and integrate into your daily life, no matter what you're doing. So. That is something I'm trying to do to see self-care in a healthier light, to see it as a lifestyle, not just something on my to-do list. So that kind of leads me into my second topic here, which is what healthy self-care really looks like. So I've talked about scheduling self-care and the balance between finding a time and being flexible, but okay. Once you actually are engaging in the self-care, what do you do? That's the next big question. So we all know there are dozens, hundreds, all sorts of forms of self-care out there to choose from, and different people are going to like to do different things to take care of themselves. So I'm not really going to tell you one form of self-care is better than another, but instead I think it would be a good use of time to kind of distinguish between productive and unproductive self-care behaviors. Because I think at the end of the day, every form of self-care can fall either under a productive form of self-care or an unproductive form of self-care. And I know that productive typically has a positive connotation while unproductive might have a more negative connotation attached to it, but I want to emphasize here that I don't want to act like productive self-care is the only good form of self-care, that unproductive self-care just should not be done at all, because honestly, when it comes to self-care, I don't necessarily think that unproductive self-care is so bad. I just think that it's bad if that's all you do to take care of yourself. And to make sure that you're not just constantly engaging in unproductive self-care tendencies, I think it's just really important to reframe self-care in your mind to kind of be something that's not just, you know, taking a nap or watching Netflix. I don't know why I keep using those as examples, but that's all I can think of right now. Um, But we're just going to move on. You know, self-care can mean a lot of different things. And 
I think it's important to just really be in tune with yourself to understand what form of self-care you need at any given moment. So let's talk about the productive self-care first. I, I like to think of productive self-care as being the type of self-care that you can practice when you have the energy and can take a natural break from your everyday life. Because productive self-care is, I think, really all about educating yourself, bettering yourself, working on self-growth, and just, you know, doing something that will leave you feeling more inspired, more motivated, a better person because you did it. And I know usually, like I said, people don't really think of self-care and productive in the same sentence usually. Because a lot of times when people are growing and bettering themselves, it's through their work or their school or something that might not be totally, you know, for the purpose of self-care. It is self-care, going to school and working, I guess, in a sense, but it's not what people typically think of as self-care. Because those kinds of things, a lot of times, yeah, people learn and feel better about themselves after learning things, but... It's not, like, easy to do, you know? Productive self-care shouldn't be something strenuous and difficult, but it should be something that, you know, brings you value. So I like to use examples like listening to podcasts, reading self-help books, taking online courses, journaling, even talking to others, friends, family, trusted people in your life yeah, that's also taking care of yourself. And so I think productive self-care is really important because I don't think all of our knowledge and all of the ways that we can grow as people should come straight from our school and our work. I think a lot of it has to come from self-reflection and learning about ourselves outside of our responsibilities. And I think the examples I gave are just a few ways that you can really take that initiative to learn more about yourself and grow outside of your commitments and responsibilities in your everyday life. And I think it's surprising to a lot of people when they start practicing productive forms of self-care to see how the things they learn about themselves and about the world from practicing productive self-care, how much of that kind of starts flowing into other areas of their life. People become better students, become better employees, co-workers, friends, family members, when they take time to productively take care of themselves. So, like I said, I think this form of self-care should not be something that you should do at the end of the night when you are just exhausted and have no energy and don't want to use your brain at all, like, if you force yourself to do productive self-care, then it's not going to be enjoyable. You're going to feel worse about yourself after doing it because you're not going to be really in it. You're going to be distracted. You're not going to be able to take it all in, and it's just going to be miserable, and you're never going to want to do it again. So I would say productive self-care should really come at the times when you feel like you're ready for it, when you feel like you need it, when 
you have the energy and the focus and the capacity to really focus on some self-reflection, some growth, and that can happen, you know, anytime during the day. It can happen anytime in your work day or school day, um, but I think it's just really important to listen to that part of yourself and, you know, always be in tune with how you're feeling. If you're feeling super burnt out, like I said, don't engage in productive self-care. Maybe you need a more unproductive form of self-care and that's okay. But I think it should feel natural and easy to take a productive self-care break. So for me, I'll just give you an example of what I do for productive self-care. Every morning when I wake up and I'm getting ready for the day in my bathroom, I love listening to podcasts. I usually at night, you know, when I'm getting ready for bed, I'm more of a music person. But in the morning, my brain is just on. I do my best work in the mornings and I feel most productive in the mornings. And I love starting out my day with productive self-care because it leads me into my day feeling so confident and in control and like I'm really doing things for myself. So I will listen to self-help podcasts while I'm getting ready in the morning. Sometimes I'll even just listen to entertaining podcasts because I think, you know, podcasts can teach you a lot about yourself regardless of their intention or what they stand for. I think it can be interesting to think about yourself when you're listening to someone else speak. It's almost like just having a conversation with someone, which, like I said, that's another form of productive self-care is literally talking on the phone with someone or talking to your roommates about what's going on in your life. Like That can really help you grow and learn more about yourself, just talking and hearing from them. So sometimes I like to think of podcasts as just like conversations with people that even though they can't hear me and I'm not really speaking to them, don't worry, I'm not that weird, um, I could still get a lot out of it and think about myself and learn about myself in that way. So I'll listen to podcasts while I get ready in the morning and I'll take some time to eat a good breakfast every morning and start planning out my day. I love writing down, you know, things I need to get done, my daily plan, checking emails, going on my LinkedIn. I know that sounds like work-related tasks, which it is, but it also feels like productive self-care because it's not necessarily like I have to write things down in my planner to get a grade in a class. It's really just for my own benefit and it helps me go into the day with such a clear mind, even though you know, it's not something required of me and it did take up some of my time that I could have been using towards something else, I think it really is the most productive use of my time. So I think finding whatever that is that works for you, you know, it's important to incorporate productive self-care into your life. And I think one way to start doing it is just to figure out, okay, what time of day do I feel like I'm my most productive self? Like I said, for me, it's mornings. Nights, do not even try because I probably will not be able to be productive after 8 or 9 o'clock. But my roommates, for example, their hours when they thrive are like after 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I mean, literally, they are 
night owls they do their best work at night and i'm kind of jealous of that but they can do more of this productive self-care stuff at night when they're already being super productive whereas i am better doing this in the morning so think about what time of day are you typically the most productive anyway and see if you can incorporate a little bit of productive self-care into those moments as well because typically It'll make you feel better about yourself if you're already in that productive mode and that productive mindset, rather than trying to force yourself to listen to a podcast or read a self-help book when your brain just isn't feeling it. Don't force it. So that's all I want to say about productive self-care. Again, I'm not giving too many examples here because I think it really is such a personal thing, but I think unproductive self-care is one where it might be a little easier to think of examples of, you know, maybe not being the most productive, but still taking care of yourself. And I've listed these examples millions of times through this episode already, um, so I'm not going to say them again, but I think unproductive self-care for me personally has been best to partake in when I am just tired when I need to use self-care as a way to wind down and give my brain a break, and when I kind of almost feel like self-care is a necessity more than a choice. And I know that's kind of weird to think of self-care like that. I mean, I have been saying, like, you need to make it a priority, but, you know, if I am just so exhausted that I'm like, I... I cannot do anything else productive right now. Like, I have no choice but to do something, you know, maybe unproductive, if you want to call it that. That's what I'm talking about by, you know, feeling like self-care is a necessity, feeling like you just need to engage in some unproductive self-care. Again, this is not something I'm trying to attach a negative label to because I think it can be very healthy in moderation and it's normal I think I mean I don't know anyone who's able to go through their days without needing a little time for unproductive self-care like we all get tired at a certain point our brains just can't handle any more productive information and we need to just relax and wind down so like I said at night this is when I really engage in unproductive self-care I will watch stuff on a screen I will read a mindless book I've really been liking doing that before bed specifically to kind of get off the screens and sleep better at night but that's a whole different topic Um, and I think you know that is another thing you should think about with time of day so when are you typically most productive and in terms of unproductive self-care, what times of day do you typically just feel like your brain just can't function correctly? (laughs) And, you know, you can think of it as certain times of day or even just, you know, what times in your life, you know, have you felt like just totally bogged down and like you can't focus on anything? Maybe after your classes every day you just are worn out even if it's like three in the afternoon or maybe it's only like when after you take a big test or after you're working for a certain number of hours i think we can all think of some times when we just have not been our most productive selves because 
we just can't take in any more information and our brains are literally dead. And sometimes, I know me, I haven't really uh, taken those signals seriously and I've continued to try to just push through the work I need to do even when I clearly need to stop and do some unproductive self-care. But I think becoming more mindful of when our brains are feeling like, ugh, I, like they can't do anymore, I think that's when we need to take a step back, practice some unproductive self-care, and whatever time of the day that is, whatever, you know, activities lead to that, I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer here. I think it's just important to really make that distinction between, okay, am I doing this unproductive self-care because I actually need to be because my brain can't really function right now because if I tried to do work it just wouldn't go well or am I doing this right now just because it feels good because I just don't feel like doing my work like yeah I probably could do it if I really sat down and got my head in the game but I'm just not I think there's two ways you can go about it and I think that latter way that I just described can be the dangerous kind and I think it's one that a lot of us accidentally get ourselves into when yeah we we actually could be doing stuff it's not like our brain is not working it's just that we're kind of being lazy and we don't want to and that's okay but it's it's you know it's good to start recognizing that and really confronting yourself on the reasoning behind your self-care choices to help you see okay, maybe I'm taking a little bit too much time for Netflix every day because I'm kind of doing it just when I don't feel like doing my work instead of doing it when I really feel like I can't do my work. So that would just be my biggest tip, honestly, revolving around unproductive self-care, but just self-care in general, is when you are partaking in a form of self-care, really ask yourself, why are you doing it? Are you watching Netflix because you need to be, because your brain isn't working, or is it because you're lazy? And I'm not, I'm not blaming you because again, I'm lazy sometimes, we're all lazy sometimes, and that's not always bad, but I think to have the most, you know, successful and productive lifestyle, it helps to find that balance and maybe if you feel like you need some self-care but you're watching Netflix and you know you you really don't have to be then maybe try a productive form of self-care instead it's not that you have to just stop watching Netflix and start getting to work right away maybe instead of Netflix you just need to you know listen to a podcast real quick or you know take a walk in nature and think about what's going on in your life or journal And that could get you totally on the right track and inspired to be productive the rest of the day with your work. I think just really consciously giving your choices some thought can be super helpful in crafting a lifestyle that feels balanced and productive and will ultimately help you succeed in every area of your life. I know it's so much easier said than done, and guys, I'm struggling with it too. I'm I'm learning this every day, and I actually talk a lot more about self-care in my book, Practice Makes Imperfect, if you want to go check that out. But 
really, I just wanted to come on here today to tell you that I've kind of just had this revelation that, wow, there really is a difference between healthy self-care and unhealthy self-care, productive self-care and unproductive self-care. And while self-care in general is definitely a positive thing, at the same time, I just don't think people really fully realize that self-care sometimes can be dangerous if you are not doing it in the way that works for you in a given moment. That's a lot to take in, I know, and I could be totally wrong about this, but this is what I've been feeling lately, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you guys. Let me know if this resonates with you. I'd love to know if you've ever thought about self-care in this way, because I could totally be alone, but I hope this made you think a little more about your self-care choices and inspires you to go through the rest of your day, week, month, semester, just with a more conscious understanding of your self-care choices and how they affect the rest of your life. And if you want more on self-care or really anything else related to this topic, let me know because it is something I'm passionate about. And for me, recording this podcast is honestly a big form of productive self-care. I love doing it when I start doing it. Sometimes, not gonna lie, it can be hard to plan out the episode, to figure out what to talk about, to get myself on the platform and recording. But I know once I start, it's fun for me. It's a way for me to kind of talk about what I've been feeling and feel like I'm having a conversation with you. And hopefully I'm helping you in some way as well and giving you some sort of value to walk away with. That's my overall goal. I always say it, but it's true. And just the thought that I may be able to do that always you know, keeps me inspired. And now I'm about to go back into the rest of my day feeling super motivated to get some work done for school that I need to get done. I really was having to force myself to record this podcast this morning rather than doing all of my schoolwork first because I knew that this would get me motivated to do studying. To do studying? That's not even correct. Okay. I think that means it's time for me to go when I start acting like I don't know English. Um, Yeah, so that's just a great way to end off the podcast, I guess, just showing that this really is affecting my life right now in my self-care techniques. Okay, I'm going to go and do my stuff, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know, as always, what you'd like to see in the future. Have a great week, take some time for yourself, and until next time, stay genuine, girl. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.